Grace and peace and welcome to our episode for today on Faith, Family, and Finance. This is the uh, last word and I'm Dennis Goffin. Welcome to our show for today. Please uh, share this with your friends on whatever social media platform you have. You can leave your comments at the bottom. Um, you can contact me. The show is pre-recorded, but we will have some live events from time to time. This week, our focus has been on finance. We've been talking about this whole uh, periphery of where we are with the faith, the uh, background of the whole Christian faith. More importantly, I've been pointing out to deal with a Christian worldview, worldview of Christianity and how it places itself in the world. Viewpoint is what you think of the world. We, we talked previously in previous episodes about various worldviews that they may have in the world. And yet we start talking about the fact that there must be a Christian worldview and that Christian worldview must be prevalent. So I chose these three Fs to kind of get us centered on where we are. And I think what's important to our hermeneutics, to understand understand scripture is where the church was in the time that it was being written. So when we were talking about the family for the last week, we were talking about the culture of the first century, where the church was in its culture, how it developed itself and those things that were necessary to understand that when the writers are writing to their audience, they was understanding. Now, in terms of finances, we were in the third episode this week, we have to understand that the prominent cultural viewpoint of, of wealth and wealthiness was they felt that if you were wealthy, you were probably doing something right in the plan of God. And if you were not wealthy, it was probably a common thing that you were not pleasing God or that you were cursed or some point. Things further from the truth. As the church developed, it's disdain for wealth. It started uh, moving into a thing that was called monasticism and began to get away from wealth altogether for those who were looking at denial. So the church has been on both sides from those who are prosperous, who need to help those who are not prosperous, to the point of those who want to isolate themselves from society. I don't think the New Testament really teaches isolation. So monasticism, those who want to isolate themselves from the social order, is not really where the Bible is teaching. What the Bible was teaching or is teaching is the fact that we need to be the salt and the light of the earth. And so what we're teaching this week in terms of finance is a proper management of your stewardship, not so much obtaining it for your own personal glory, but using it for the kingdom purpose. I left off, I left off yesterday uh, leaving you with George McKinney's book, and I want to point that out and put this up on the screen. It's so important. Uh, the New Slave Master, the late George uh, Dallas McKinney, wrote like almost 40 years ago, now he's dealing with the culture of black folks now, that the new slave masters for blacks, not so much racism as much as it is some of the other things that have just put us into a place where we really don't know who or what we are because of our relationship to uh, drugs. We've spent so much time dealing with things that enslave us in terms of our finances, uh, drugs, materialism. Isn't that something that, that it seems like the church has been obsessed with materialism, that we need to gain so much materialism in this world? And there are even those who, who preach and teach that materialism is something that we need to get and we need to structure as a believer. 
I don't think that that's the focus of the New Testament. And of course, racism, we'll talk more about that in the upcoming idea that has always been racism in the church, even from the very beginning. Uh, we talked last week in the family aspect of the difference between Jews and Gentiles and how that racism in terms of religion uh, began to accelerate. And it's always been in the history of the world, one race since the Tower of Babel wanting to dominate another race. In our country, we've had some extremes of racism. And so we talk about that. Now, also with money, the idea of instant gratification and then the mindless pursuit of pleasure. What the Bible seems to emphasize, even though it talks a lot about money, is our discipline of the issues of wealth. Not whether or not we should get it, not whether or not we shouldn't get it, but how we use it to the glory of God. How do we glorify God with finance? How do we bring ourselves to the point that we understand that in order to understand where we are with the faith and what we're doing, we don't get trapped in another slave mentality of drugs, materialism, racism, instant gratification, or mindless pursuit of pleasure. Whether we have or have not is not really the issue. It's what we do with what we have, whether it's individually or whether it's the church. Why well, I keep asking this question, whether the church is engaging society or is it enterprising itself? And so we have to really get back to the kingdom concepts with wealth. Are we building the kingdom or are we promoting an empire? Are we just enterprising for marketing or are we gaining wealth? so that we can fulfill the mandates of the kingdom. It is interesting that when the children of Israel left out of Egypt, that they were flooded with the wealth of the land to go into the wilderness. And when they got there, they began to use that wealth to build a place of worship for the glory of God. They built, they built a tabernacle. In fact, they contribute so much to the building of the tabernacle that at some point Moses had to tell them, it's enough. Don't bring any more. We have enough. Isn't it, wouldn't it be beneficial if we all used our wealth to build the kingdom until there was enough and then we could live on the wealth, on the leftover? That's sort of where we want to be in our Christian worldview. Not that money dominates us, which I've talked about in previous episodes, but that we dominate it so that we use it in its proper context with the mindset that God's promised to supply our needs and not necessarily um, supply us what I want. And I think as we go back to the book of, of uh, Bishop McKinley's book, Bishop McKinley's book, he wrote this, and I think it's so important to see what he wrote. He wrote, so all these are still enslaving the souls of many. This was that we talked about a few minutes ago. Here's a quote from his book. The new slave masters are satisfied only with imprisonment of the mind and the spirit as well. The shackles have gone from our hands to our heads and to our hearts. That's where the shackles have gone. From our hands to our heads and our hearts. That's why we have to, in Philippians 2 and 5, be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Paul seems to emphasize that if we're going to overcome this world and the things that are in it, 
we've got to change our viewpoint of the world. So he says we cannot, in Ephesians 4, have our minds saturated as formerly as we were when we were Gentiles. But we've got to develop a whole new Christian worldview. That Christian worldview takes us to an understanding of understanding God. So with the proper understanding, no matter what you've accumulated, you're going to use it for the glory of God. Because God is going to give you a proper understanding. Now, what about the lack thereof? The lack thereof is not the issue that we're talking about now. We're talking about the gorging thereof. The lack thereof may be for many reasons. But the point is, if you suffer as a Christian, we need to glorify God on that behalf. So whether we do or we don't have, we ought to always give thanks to God. Uh, those who are prosperous help those who are not prosperous. Those who are not prosperous don't get into the idea of complaining and murmuring and complaining about what you don't have. Just thank God that he's giving you this day your daily bread. And that whatever uh, things that are blessing your soul, whether those things are your health, uh, your well-being, your state of mind, thank God for that. There's so much going on in this world. There's wars. There's rumors of wars. We see everything that's happening now. Our country is in torment. We need prayer. Our finances need to be placed in the point that God begins to look at us and begin to see where we are in terms of how we place ourselves in this whole idea. So the scripture and the word of God gives us insight. It is the fact that the word of God gives us insight on how to steward every area of our lives. And we can unpack principles that will enable you to master everything that God has given you. And I think that is the point, that we learn how to master everything that God has given us, including this is the last word for today. Mm -hmm.